Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast, a weekly podcast in which Michael and Ivanka discuss grand topics. And it's a therapy session really more than, and it isn't really about you, dear listener, this is about us. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it? Mm, well, you about, decide. <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah, it's about it's a weekly podcast in which Michael and Ivanka build on their friendship. Yeah, we, uh, we a f- friendship based on sounding boarding, sounding boarding. I quite like that. <laughs> I quite like that verb. We're sounding boarding. Um, what's your name? My name is Ivanka Magic, and my name is Michael Forrest. And this week. We are talking about democracy. Democracy. We wanted to do something we could get angry about after last week's was a little sort of... Yeah, sombre, you said. A little sombre. I think that's a good description. Yeah, a little sleepy. Democratic subjects. I think, obviously, we probably have to refer to Churchill's quote that, you know, democracy is the worst form of government apart from all the other ones. I think that's hard not to... (laughs) For me to not agree with. We should mention that there's a local election coming up. Ah, uh, yes. I think that's quite important, because uh, mm. we like to encourage people to participate in the democratic process. Or do we? We do. Okay, let's let's get into it, shall there's we? Lo- yeah, there's loads of things. Let's get into there's it. There's a lot of subjects. Like, we may not be teasing them all here. Often yeah. it seems that our teasers don't actually pan out in the actual episode, so <laughs> no. you know, they're pretty <laughs> empty. But let's do this. Let's do it. Let's your week, Ivanka? My week has been characterised by camping, sick Camp. child, sore shoulder, and that's it. That'll okay, do done. Me. <laughs> I um, did my tax return yesterday. I'm feeling very smug about that because it's still only April. Last year's <laughs> I did only this February, so, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about this year's. And got a good rebate, but then I realised that it makes no difference. Um, so, um, because Michael has been pursuing his dreams, hence getting not paid uh, for a year. But um, I did, uh, I did on the back of that. I think I've been quite inspired by your uh, tireless promotional efforts. That I kind of think I need to try and milk a bit more value out of some of the projects I did, the, a lot of the projects that I did last year, which I probably didn't. I probably like posted up once or twice, and then I was like, "Well, and this went, is, oh, and no one likes it. This is stale now. <laughs> What's the point?" Or maybe like you know, it kind of took off a little bit, but then died down again. But then I never gave it another push. So, and also, yeah, just some little maybe minor tweaks to some existing projects could yield better results than starting 15 new ones or i've got some new ones as well my biggest problem is my sore shoulder Ah. it's really making it quite uncomfortable to sit at a computer so i've been trying to use my mouse in my left hand well it's not a mouse Mm. it's a track paddy thing uh but um is there a cause of this sore shoulder or i don't know i think uh i I don't know. I don't know why my shoulder is sore. It's probably something to do with sitting at the computer. Too for much programming. Too much not moving in front of a screen. Uh, uh, have you so considered a standing desk? I have, but, you know, this just is not practical in my life right now. Yeah. And I don't think it's to do with standing. I think it's to do with overreaching. I don't have know. you considered a giant bouncy ball? <laughs> 
I've done that before. I just I, I did have one. I actually binned it recently. I was like, sorry, Earth, but um, <laughs> it was just like it was, I was like, I never want to see that again. But I do have a standing desk here, which has a button to go up and down, but it doesn't work. And now I've just kind of resigned myself to it, just staying where it is, which is sad because it, it was cool being able to sort of it stand is. up, I... sit down. Yeah, I have a stand up, sit down desk. I used to have one, but um, that was when work paid for it. <laughs> Because they're quite expensive. Oh, it's like 500 euros in Ikea I got this for. Oh, it's really? Yeah, yeah. It's oh, a well, big then desk. I might revisit. I feel like I, I I did a lot of things this week. So basically, I celebrate the anniversary of my last therapy session with Robert Lewis, our uh, <laughs> mutual therapist at one point, um, by having a day I call Change Day. It's a day that I push myself over the edge if I've got something that I sort of feel like I should do or want to do. And it's the day on which I make a decision. Um, and like, uh, yeah, four years ago, that was, that was I'm going to move to Berlin. Um, this year, I've been in the sort of midst of, you know, slightly problematic work situation. And my usual impulse is to just sort of quit and just find something else because I can't be bothered. But I thought this year, my change will be not to have a big change and wow. stick with it for a bit longer. So that's what I'm trying to do. So I'm going on record as don't do a big change and just stick with it. Wow. And Imagine that's the change. That. Yes, What's the exactly. date of this? Is it the, the 26th of you know, uh, Shall um, I tell April. you something interesting about the 26th yeah. of April? It's your 20... birthday. No, it's the anniversary of my father's death. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a well, significant it's... date all round. Yeah. Well, let's uh, start celebrating it every year by yeah. doing something nuts. <laughs> doing something good. <sighs> point of democracy to have a society that reflects the will of the people (laughs) which i think is a representation isn't it it's like you want you want everyone instead of an autocracy or you know uh, other kinds of toxic i learned the word i didn't know the word plutocracy until this week i was reading richard stallman's website um for better or worse um plutocracy is a society um basically controlled by the rich which is basically kind of more like what we're in than necessarily a uh, democracy per se so i watched last night as part of my research Mm. (laughs) preparation i watched a bbc documentary about the allies of the suffrage suffragettes and suffragists so men who supported the women's suffrage movement Hmm. which raised an interesting question about the fact the conflicts within the Labour Party because people like Keir Starmer not Keir Starmer Keir Hardy um, he uh, supported the women's suffrage movement and they're in you know Labour by the the Labour Party itself would support universal suffrage so everybody's engagement in democracy but I think what's interesting about that if you look at today's society is there's being allowed to uh, participate in democracy i.e. having the right Mm. to vote then there's actually using your vote 
there's going to vote with little or no engagement then there's not going to vote at all uh there is vote it being now we've got this whole factor of being misled deliberately yeah i feel like for a lot of us um the the process of voting in an election is you kind of got a couple of leaflets through the door and that's all you've you've sort of skimmed them and you've barely had time to do anything else about it and you don't really know anything about the person that's actually representing you in your area or any of these people and then you go like okay i guess this one yeah this one's got my badge it takes I'm a lot gen- yeah. to do any more than that seems like i i i mean i i'm terrible like i i don't know who is running for this coming up thing i don't know what they're about i don't know you know i don't know anything about them so it's like okay well i guess i'm just gonna see the red one and just or the yellow one i don't know <laughs> the yellow one no the <laughs> the, the... the ukip one is what i mean <laughs> yeah. by that obviously the, no, uh... wait isn't it yeah the um but that i think up and so i've got two angles to that to that which i think really so i certainly before i started off my political engagement in this country with a i vote for the red ones Mm. and that's that and i don't really you know i take a great deal of pride in voting for the red ones and i because brighton and hove used to be completely blue um for american listeners (laughs) (laughs) blue is the conservatives here we're like the other way around from you lot Mm. but um red is labor Um, yellow (laughs) i was actually meaning liberal democrats i know uh uh, but i think ukip also who the bad party but they seem to have are they still around party yeah they're around the purple well it's being because it used to be bnp and now it's ukip so i know but we but we're all interested so i used to go you know to to vote in a really Tory area wearing red head to toe making it very clear <laughs> like a tracksuit <laughs> no I used to have red jeans and a red t-shirt well, know, oh yeah one of those people <laughs> like, <laughs> this is what you do when you're 18 you get to vote for the first time isn't it so then over the years I've got more and more engaged and I do read and I do find out and I think my engagement really started once Tony Blair took us to war then okay. I really started with because I had this sort of trust relationship. I'll vote red. Then, of course, they'll vote. They will make the policies happen that that uh, align with my values. So therefore, you know, I'm sort of going, there you go. You've got my vote now. Carry on. Run the country the way I expect it to be run. And then so I think Tony Blair taking us to, to war was my big. Ah, no, 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 no. You've got to actually engage a bit more. Mm. Uh, but then I've also got this Balkan, the you know, the end of Yugoslavia, the first democratic elections, which is now still in place on the Balkans. That the badges are different. The badges are on. They instead of them being on the down the lines of Labour, Conservative, whatever. They are really down national lines. There's very few people who are voting for. Um, you know, they're, they're not, you won't find somebody of a Serb nationality and a Croat nationality living in the same ex Yugoslav country voting for the same party. Highly unlikely. So it's quite tribal still. Very, very tribal. Um, and then if you're, so there are supposedly now, um, it's just very complicated. It, it is complicated, but also extremely simple. So there's a small percentage of people, like everywhere, who are engaged in politics and vote on policy and vote on their values. And then there is a majority, like I'm sure there is here, who just go, well, I'm Labour, I vote Labour. But in their case, it'll be, I'm, you know, Croat something or 
mm-hmm. Bosnian something and they'll vote for that. Um, so I, I find that's, uh, and to me, this label badge voting is a reason against democracy <laughs> because <laughs> I don't think people at yeah, all... Just they're not voting for representation. They're voting for their gang, (laughs) their team. (laughs) Well, Well, so this is, I think, you know, the referendum, like, corrupted things a little bit, hasn't it? Democracy is about choosing a representative. So it makes sense that you would choose a member of your tribe who kind of, like, knows how you think, and you choose someone that's going to be responsible and experienced enough to be able to make your argument and kind of make, decisions as needed on your behalf that's not the same as the general public making decisions no right about specific things like membership of the eu where on the one hand like you're capable of saying okay i trust this person this person's from my gang this person thinks like me close enough of all the options so the decision that people can perfectly reasonably make is do I know this person do I trust this person to represent me a decision that someone can't needs a little bit more kind of research and experience and knowledge and information to be able to make is should we be a member of the EU should we uh, go to war should we I mean yeah. I, I and and the, to, to conflate those two things it's democracy isn't referendums no. Well, in its well, current it, state, yeah. and 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 I don't know, like, and I, and I can go two ways on this. I think it's, you know, I kind of want someone that a professional politician to be, you know, someone that knows how to do it because I don't, I don't know enough about it, and I don't know what everyone else thinks enough in order to, you know, not every, people aren't. I, I guess if you kind of got elected in something, suddenly you're getting all the letters and all the tweets, and you you kind of start to get a pretty good idea. If we start micromanaging our politicians, then that gets weird, doesn't it? Well, this is the whole. I, I don't necessarily think that people understand what representational democracy really means. You know, both both sides. I think MP. Some MPs represent themselves, and some constituents. Well. Um, you know, it's like a. You know, it work. It, it's that. What you made me think of was the fact that, which shows that I wasn't listening properly, but looking at when I could interject. <laughs> <laughs> now it's my turn to speak. I think um, uh, this podcast should be called "What You Made Me Think Of." For us, <laughs> yeah, than yeah, yeah, that's true. What you made me think of was this thing that I was thinking about the other day. Um, no, <laughs> when I was in school in Yugoslavia, we learned about the existence of the House of Lords and the House of Commons in the United yeah. Kingdom. And the classroom laughed. They were like, <laughs> Lords, <laughs> that is hilarious. Fancy there being a House of Lords in this day and age. <laughs> like people that aren't elected. So all these people that, you know, voted Brexit and because of because sovereignty. Uh, <clears throat> House of Lords. If you've got unelected people in a position where they can block, they can potentially block any law that comes through the House where elected representatives are pushing through a law, for example. There is a nice diagram somewhere which I'll find which shows how a law, you know, how many times it has to get debated and then it goes through and through and then it ends up in the House of Lords and the House of Lords can send it back for corrections or let it through or blah, blah, or block it or whatever. But um, uh, but they are, they're not elected representatives of ours. Um, 
But there are there have been laws going through recently that I've been very glad that they, there is a chance that the House of Lords will at least hinder them a bit, <laughs> so it's like <laughs> the grown-ups can step in, um, uh, because they they don't have to pander to uh, elected, you know, to the electorate. Um, mm. So that's, so it's a double-edged sword, it isn't is, it? Democracy, it is. and um, you sort of. At a certain point, there's no substitute for experience and judgment. Um, unfortunately, yeah, there's a lot of temptations for corruption as well. Yeah, and yeah. so it's a very complicated... Is it a delicately balanced machine or is it a mishmashed hack of nonsense that just sort of barely works, if it I, even does? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, th- I, I think living in Britain until recently, I did live in the delusion <laughs> that, it, mm. that it all sort of rubbed along quite well. And, you know, sometimes we swung a little bit more to the right and then sometimes we swung a little bit more to the left. But overall, we sort of towed some sort of middle ground that was broadly inoffensive. Yeah, I thought we were kind of harmless. like converging. Like when people yeah. were like, oh, there's no, you know, people are like, oh, kind of moderate left. You know, there weren't really any extreme left or right people so much anymore everyone's kind of converging to the center and, and then you'd have people complaining about that and i'd think well doesn't that mean we're just all starting to kind of come to an agreement about because this isn't about i mean there's debate is part of this yeah. and having an opposing kind of opinion about everything or the chance for someone to kind of present the opposing opinion in a debate is one thing but when that just becomes when it's like, okay, well, here's a good idea. Like, if everyone could just recognise a good idea, what's, yeah, yeah, what yeah. has left and right got to do with that? And and that's that's what I never really quite internalised was, it's really, it's about, like, here's the idea, let's discuss it. If everyone just kind of could listen to the idea on its merits and it was less about, okay, being whipped to kind of vote a certain way because that's the party line, I think things would, I don't know, I think things would make, be more democratic you know yeah. i think there are a couple of things that shouldn't be put to a vote they should be put to a debate of experts so things mm. like it policies or you know i don't but then i do know that there is ideology behind it policies <laughs> as well like you know there are there isn't one right and one wrong there are there is a scale. So, you know, like my, my, on the one hand, I think I would like it, or when it comes to medicine, medicine, like the NHS being a public service, uh, therefore not being left or, you know, like if we all agree in the existence of the NHS, then what the medical decision should be left away from politics like you know the 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 national institute for clinical excellence gang you know they should the clinicians should be making these decisions Hmm. but money always comes into it and as soon as money comes into it then policy comes into it because taxation comes into it because la 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 but so this sort of ideology aspect uh is or leadership acts i think it's leadership yeah leadership is a whole thing yeah yeah i mean i think though you're voting in a democracy you're voting for representatives and you're voting for people to in our case to fill a house of parliament and have a chat and you know have a debate with each other and put things forward and they all argue and then they vote and la 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 but they are each of our mps represents us and so therefore we have every right and we should keep writing to them keep telling them what we what we need to know to keep i need to start doing this don't i i need to start communicating with my representative 
that's what we have to do, isn't it? Well, I, I did. It is. It is. We have to communicate with that's our what representative. I only yeah. just realised right now that that's my that's my line, and then I'll hear them say something I wrote to them in in the House of Commons and be like, "Hey, that was my that was my idea." Because <laughs> you know they don't need uh, they haven't got loads of ideas. I was listening to Stella. Uh, Creasy on Guilty Feminist talking about the fact that you know they literally get tens of thousands of tweets and emails and letters yeah. and all that. Uh, so that therefore one, yeah. it is a drop in the ocean potentially but yeah, somebody but if... will still be classifying those and joining pressure groups is also very you know like I listened to this documentary last night and they were talking about they had a, a voice recording of Emmeline Pankhurst's daughter saying the big, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't have the exact quote, but it was basically the great thing that my mother had was the conviction in this one thing, this one issue hmm. that for her was more important than anything else. So she could put all her energy behind this one issue hmm. and express it in in ways that everybody could understand and for me I think my biggest weakness as any sort of activist or what stops me being any sort of useful activist is that I can't pick a cause <laughs> well, I mean... it's really there seems to be so many causes at the moment so I am a member of the Labour Party and I am a member of the Fawcett Society um, I do give money to um, a couple of charities. But it's like I I have really, by becoming a member of the Fawcett Society, at least hung my money off women's issues as being a sort of, is it linchpin, is that the right word? Um, that's sort of like, if oh, we can yeah. sort this out, many other things will get sorted out. So, you know, they do act, but they are, they are not a political party. They do research, they're a campaigning group, they pick out and provide good research and policy advice on issues that affect women. And as we've discussed a million times before, the things that are, are known, known true facts proven by science are that if you sort life out for women, then the rest of the society gets lifted as well. So what Stella Creasy was saying is that when she sees a pressure group, like she's on her way into Parliament and she sees somebody or they've arranged a meeting with her or, you know, then then she can join forces with them and help those, you know, as a politician, she can help these groups they can work together to achieve something um mm. so you know but you're ex being vociferous about what you care about is important because all this kind of like oh politicians are the same it doesn't make any difference whatever i do it, it does make difference if you participate <laughs> I think there's some good media on democracy. Media. Some good things I've seen. We've been watching Parks and Recreation. Oh, yeah. Which is very good. And there's a good uh, line about uh, Leslie Nope is the protagonist in sort of local, in government, like in the Parks Department. And there's this, uh, the police chief says she gets any favours she needs because she's the sort of person that uses favours to help other people. And I thought that was an excellent uh, sum summary of uh, what made her a, a good person. Um, then the West Wing. Have you seen the West Wing? No. Okay, that's that's a great sort of like this is what this is what democracy c 
could be. This is like if you had very kind of strident, articulate, intelligent people debating and talking about things. And that that's a very compelling in that they also get very hard problems thrown at them all the time as well. And it's just, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. That I mean, it's American pol- politics, obviously, but it's um, something that if anyone hasn't seen, then they should go and watch. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it, but I haven't mm-hmm. watched it. Well, it's good. It's long as well. I um and then finally, like, there's a great YouTube channel, uh, Jay Foreman's YouTube channel, and he has a great uh, handful of videos called Politics Unboringed, where he sort of <laughs> explains uh, like how the House of Commons works and things oh, really? like that. And it's very good. Um, so I'd recommend having a look at that, like, I'll, if you're not sure what's going on. One of them that I like is Simple Politics. Oh, I haven't they seen. Have, is that a they YouTube have a or? Twitters and Facebooks and website. Don't right. know about YouTube. They have they do kind of fun quizzes and I think they do some good work. Um, they try and be. I think they try to be, uh, you know, down the middle. It's more about politics than it is about any particular side. I think it's this <laughs> concept of sides that's odd. It's like, you know, even our House of Commons is laid out where we've got, you know, we've it's yeah. laid out to have Labour Party versus Conservatives. That's how it's laid out. Mm. And it's like, well, two, well, it's laid out to have two parties duking it out. Or like <laughs> one, it, well, it's laid out to have a majority and then everyone else, right? Yeah, I suppose. But it's two it's sides. It's two like, sides, but it's actually, it's one, it's the, the majority and then... Yeah, and then the, the others. rest of them, right? That's yeah. that's what it should be seen. Not like Labour versus Conservative. No, it's where do DUP sit? Do they sit on the Conservative side? Probably. Oh, anyway, but they all—it's just designed for this. Like now, you said now it's your turn. The honourable speaker, the honourable <laughs> gentleman, will remember that I totally pwned him last week. The twat. <laughs> so it's all a bit laid out to be about confrontation instead yes. of being about making some things better and so, there was there were reasons for that you know there, there were there were there were reasons for the, for it being designed like that because i think before that when there was just a king yeah, um yeah. then there wasn't any debate so it's kind of set up to encourage debates and kind of disagreements isn't it yeah which i get because at the time that it was created that was just never happening but now it's sort of like okay well it doesn't only have to be about that sometimes you can just you know kind of come to an agreement and figure out the right thing to do i mentioned my sister's fostering quite a lot but she gives some amazing statistics about um the number of people who so one percent of the population go through care of the prison population, 50% of them have been in care. Something like 23% of children who are looked after, only 23% have qualifications or leave care or leave school with some qualifications. That means... Um, uh, so they're, you know, like if you've got no, not a single GCSE, nothing, nothing to your name, then... Of course, you're going to be 50% of the prison population. Um, you know, it's like uh, they, they, we're just not looking after. Then you've got this child, this tax credit cut, which is, you know, any more than two children and you don't get any, you can't have tax credits, which is it's like, I don't, I don't understand that rationale at all. 
So who's like, representing these people? Are they just nobody no. cares about them? Basically, she go well. You can die twelve years earlier, and you lot can just go to prison. Well, you know, because your parents were shit. It's not your fault, but you know, it's not our fault either. So off your trot. You know, well, it's this like... is why absolutely everyone needs to vote, isn't it? Because all those people need to be actively voting, so that they, the people who want to get into power, need to do right by them there needs to be energy in <laughs> to kind of yeah, have energy yes, there out does. Right? yes there does and so there's a there's a there's a couple of things one is they actually thankfully are a very small percentage of the population i think what's more important is what you said when we were i think media whenever one of the other podcasts yeah, yeah, when yeah, you yeah. talked about that we should vote as though everything's going to go wrong in our lives yes, instead exactly. of that everything's going to be fine and we're going to be yeah. Bill Gates. I think that's one thing because we need to represent the people who, who, uh, or we need to support the people who need more backing, who need more representation, like the who are know. who will be us, who are yeah, very who likely be to be us yeah. at some point. Like, and don't forget that. Like, we we people just we just it, it takes a bit of imagination to understand that you might suddenly fall ill. And, and you that, know, yeah. And I I think that's one of the things that's. Um, what, why people don't want to think about children in care or rough sleepers. Like, you know, you get these, because I worked at the council a bit, I saw some of the responses people give when they do a, you know, council satisfaction survey. And they're like, all these rough sleepers, you should make a platform off off the cut, you know, just make them sleep out at sea. Like, I don't want to see them. And I think part of the, part of the reason people get angry and nasty about things like that is because they feel upset and because they don't want to think about the scenario i'm being though i said this to somebody on tuesday and she was like i think you're being a bit kind to them <laughs> i was like well <laughs> i'm a bit like that sometimes i think there's 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 fight so so what we keep saying is if you if you do this from the ground up if you kind of um focus on the most difficult uh, you know, on on the weakest members of society, and kind of bring them up, bring education up, bring care up, bring, you know, health health services up for those people. In the medium to long term, your whole country is going to be just a, so much better off. Yeah. And um, sometimes, is it? Could it be just the fact that we do have this short time scale in which to demonstrate that you've achieved something of five years oh, that means yeah. that everything is geared towards okay what's going to get me the most bang for my buck yeah, yeah which yeah. is n often like obviously can be a big deal but like it just discourages the sort of long plan yeah. and that to just happens everywhere doesn't to it totally totally to get social care serious social care improvement you need 20 years and yeah, well. nobody's going to get elected. And that's why, you know, and that's also, why... it works the other way around. Like, if you cancel stuff, it kind of takes a while for the effects of that to become yeah, yeah. apparent, too. Well, it, it's like um, trying to get work done on social care in local government. It's really hard because the thing everybody complains about all the time is parking and rubbish collection. <laughs> it's yeah. like, because that is, I walk out my front door, my rubbish hasn't been collected. I'm going to complain and complain. Oh, I can't park my car. The parking's too expensive, blah, blah, too many cars, whatever. These are the things. So these are the things that get attention because the elected officials, that's what they're going to get elected on. Whether or not there's been a good bit of rubbish collection mm. and whether the parking's reasonable. No, it's visible. It's, you yeah, know, it's like, it, okay, well, I look, I've improved this by a little bit, so... Cool. So, you know, vote on that, but don't forget to vote on, you know, the chance that maybe you 
get some horrible incurable disease which means you can't work and suddenly maybe not in a week or two weeks or a month but in six months to a year suddenly you need help um you know and it's 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 hard and we don't want to think about it but and it, and it works for foreign policy as well, yep. like that Facebook thing that was going around that said, look, you, you just killed this kid's entire family. You don't be surprised when he comes and blows himself up in, you know, in Waitrose in, you know, 10 years time. Like, you can't make those connections. I, it wasn't Waitrose, it was something else. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to um, say, you picking, up, you're picking on the John Lewis partnership at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where did, where was Serves them right for advertising anyway. in the Daily Mail. <laughs> I, I googled universal basic income this week and yeah. saw that Finland had sort of backpedaled on that because they were doing it but they've stopped and the reason they've said is because even though you know everyone's up for it it's expensive but it doesn't seem to there's the culture of kind of trying to pay as little tax as possible is still there so even you know even with the fact that you'll get a lot of it back now um so they've sort of given up on it and 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 then so that someone's done some sort of like calculations on how much it would cost to do it here but i think like i i part of me thinks like well yeah like it's going to take a while maybe there would be a there could be a cultural shift if it kind of got a bit longer to bed in or yeah, maybe yeah. it just wouldn't maybe it, you know people will always kind of go to whatever the the lowest amount of tax you can possibly pay um or maybe they needed to simplify how tax but, taxation works I, before I, giving yeah. up on it like but I, I just feel like they've kind of done something in the short term and then they sort of reneged on it because there was some I mean, there were some problems in the short term that I, I just wonder if, you know, sometimes you've got to kind of carry that conviction through and like try some things. But then you run out of money and then, you know, you can't do anything. So no. I don't know. Like, I, I think in the, that the, there is a there is definitely a problem in the way we've got the election system and the years or because you know the the logic of limiting people's time in power or taking that to be retested is yeah. good logic yeah yeah because it stops it getting you know and, and the fact that the uh america land has that you can only do two terms as president or yeah. call limits power la la good yeah. but it also limits longevity so i would love to think that there are a few things that you could pull away from have them on a separate work stream from mm. elections it's like you know so on the subject you know we, you said you mentioned earlier about the feeling that we're all sort of coming together on certain things you know so let's say we all come together on the idea that we really did the nhs is non-partisan it's got nothing to do left right up down it's just a thing that we want as a country and it sits on its own stream and it's untouchable you know, it's like, or I don't know. I'm trying to think of something because I because I think or it can't be politicised. No, is what you mean? Like that's it's, yeah. So like it's like everybody's responsible for looking after it, keeping it strong, keeping us well, keeping the staff happy and productive. Whatever you know, like in America, the healthcare providers get paid when people get sick. Instead, they should get paid when people don't get sick. Well, there was that article the other day about. Um, Oh, some big pharmaceutical or something having a strategy meeting it leaked it got shared i don't know about the 
um, the cost to business of people recovering from conditions. You know, they kind of want them to bimble along, being a bit ill, constantly taking tablets rather than getting better because that's not good for business. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the... For me, that's the underlying... And of course, I mean, I don't think that's illogical for a company that makes money out of producing drugs. Why would they want anyone to get better? Well, now, yeah. I'm, I, am, I am sure that 90% of their operations is not done like that. I'm, I'm willing to believe not everyone's evil. But I can certainly understand why at a board level they would have be having that debate you know, why well, are we doing this started, again? It's once you start just looking at the numbers then, yeah. and you sort of dehumanise everything. And, it, that, and that and trouble is that's that's how the energy flows, isn't it, in these things? It kind of, but, it's how the potential energy, everything sort of rests at the lowest possible. There's capitalism at work. It's like it has no empathy. It doesn't care about the people involved. All it cares about is the bottom line. And uh, yeah, I mean, but it, I don't want and to it's like, that guy, but. but, you know, so if even if you remove yourself away from... Um, the NHS. Let's take let's take the climate as being something that is universally affecting the whole planet. Yeah. So you get uh, so again that should be something. So you know, part of me, I'm happy to you know put my hands up and confess when I see Michael Gove talking about banning plastic. Yeah. Part of me is like, well, I wish it wasn't you doing it. I wish you yeah. didn't have to keep saying, and we will be faster than if it was the EU. So, huh, right. Yeah. It's like, can you just say the thing without trying to attach a load of fucking bullshit to it? <laughs> but, but, you know, it's like, I don't want it to be him that fixes, but, you know, but I have to put Fine. that, yeah. keep that on, in my inside voice and just be yeah. glad that there's plastics getting the right kind of attention. So, you know, so there are some issues like that that, again, need to be removed away from you know the the, the sort of part you know this kind of like yeah. yeah they did it we did it yeah, yeah, yeah. let's agree yeah. it needs to be done put your differences aside and sort your shit out so much <laughs> blaming isn't there it's oh. just such a culture of it's just every debate like whenever you kind of tune into that it's just blame 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 this that this was that person's fault this was i mean jesus grow up like, yeah. do you want a, what are you doing here are you trying to limit your liability are you trying to get something done for the love of god yeah, we've got, I mean, I'm quite, I'm very lucky in my local politics or, and I mean, in terms of at local level and at uh, MP. So Caroline Lucas is my MP and I've got a brilliantly active local councillor called Emma Daniels, who, frankly, she's all over everything. <laughs> she's mm. extremely active, extremely engaged, responsive, doing exactly what a local politician should do, I think, and more probably. Um, and we've got a few of them around Brighton. Uh, she's mine, so she gets a mention. But, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm really lucky that she's visible in the community, unless, you know, Facebook is really tricking well, me. Well, I mean, <laughs> who knows? Like, if you're going by that, then... Uh. Well, I see her all over the shop turning up. And, and did you also see that, that like, things about synthesizers all the time? Do you feel like the world is just absolutely filled to the brim with people doing stuff on synthesizers? Uh, yes, uh, I do, actually. That is okay, my good. reality as well as yours. Donald Trump is a triumph of the democratic process. People saying, oh, this guy sort of thinks like me. I'd like him to represent me. He's like me. And he's also like a much better version of me because, look, he's rich. You know, that's what it's supposed to do. But yeah. just like he's just he's just got there through a triumph of weird marketing and 
sort of superficiality coming from kind of being a you know a tv celebrity um and this is what happens when it's all about people's perception of you and absolutely nothing about the actual substance of anything about you i've I've actually got my feet up on my chair and i've curled up into a ball (laughs) like yeah well you're like well what can we do then uh but this goes back to voting on badges doesn't it no, it goes back to oh yeah, he's 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 speaking he's like my he's speaking my mind. I would he's like him to speak my mind to yeah. It's that. It's like he is the avatar of like what a lot of people are like. So is that what we're in for? If more people start voting, like well, from... we might have to go through. You know, on the subject of a long game, you know, at least everyone's paying attention to politics now, even yeah. if we wish they weren't. <laughs> I mean, this is what's going to happen. Like, and maybe, but it's you know. Let's be optimistic. It's going to correct itself. You know, we've got them all in and now they're going to see the consequences. Well, hopefully, or, you know, there's going to be so much information and misinformation overload and yelling of fake news that, like, nothing makes sense (laughs) anymore and there's no kind of, like... It means that stuff is getting... is out in the open that used to be very niche and getting kind of argued with, hopefully, by more and more people. Well, I think we've got this weird now combination of technology changes meeting democracy i saw one of my former mm-hmm. bosses in fact shared a video on linkedin the other day and it had you know barack obama's face and mouth moving and someone else uh, and his voice but saying yeah. things that, that he would never say yeah, yeah. um and he shared this it was like but but it, and he commented that it's always been true that you need to read two or three sources of information or news items you know you don't just read one paper and yeah. take it as gospel um i mean we used to joke when the war in yugoslavia started um, we were living here and we had satellite tv so we literally had russian news uh, german french hungarian every news because my father just watched the news or listened to the news all the time uh, but we had it in multiple languages uh, because he was that kind of a person who knew a few. And then he'd go, because, you know, you watch one news report, it's like 10,000 bombs, and the next one, 5,000 bombs, 3,000. You know, if you watched enough mm. different countries' news channels, there was no war. <laughs> you know, it's like, and so you kind of got to take a mean, av- the mean of, of all of them and work out what's actually going on or, or think about the motivations of the person who's telling you the story or what their biases are. And, it, you know, it's always... It's just that we seem to have forgot somehow we've started believing everything. Why do we do that? Oh, well, it's, I don't know that that's necessarily the case. It's it's that we, we, we've got to the point where we're, you know, when we were young, it was, was young. there wasn't there wasn't that much information to be had on a daily basis. No. You sort of had to go out and find it. And we've transitioned into this absolute information overload. It's coming from every direction. And I think a lot of people... Like when you look at comments, no one feels underinformed. Now they feel like they've looked at loads of stuff. They feel like they've found like these these things that refute the kind of knowledge that the general kind of consensus. Like just as a case in point, um, Owen Jones posted this thing about um, let's make Trump Donald Trump's visit on the 13th of July a carnival against hatred and so the first thing I did I haven't seen what he actually says and I think but it sort of makes me think yeah I think that, that, that you've got to like fight hate with love haven't you yeah, you've got yeah, to just yeah. kind of try and be good but 
I kind of went straight down to the comments and what you see is first one you get I agree let's have a big party blah 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 for those of us you know can we go then we go let's then you get sort of people trolling a little bit then we get and yet it will inevitably be a demonstration of hatred you know probably a fair point there was lots of people saying well what about when Obama uh, proposed a wall with Mexico in 2009 you see this all the time this I attack your your dad and then you tell me my dad was... Well, your dad wasn't any better than my dad. It's like, well, actually, we're not talking about that because that's how people are behaving. It's like, if you say something against Theresa May, somebody would tell you that Jeremy Corbyn is a uh, terrorist yeah. who's against Europe and blah, blah. And it's like, if you could move the conversation away from is... Jeremy Corbyn, a bigger terrorist than than Theresa May, is cruel. You know, like, okay, mm. that's not. Let's debate whether or not he's a terrorist separately. What I want to talk to you about is a government with a hostile immigration policy, or whatever they call it, who's you know deporting British citizens uh, and then waiting till they're deported so that they can appeal. Let's mm. let, let's debate that and not make it about Theresa May. Let's make it about whether that's right or wrong, whether we agree with it, whether we think it's a good idea. It's like, you know, saying that Trump did something, yeah, but Obama did. That's yeah. OK. Even if that's true, I don't know how that's... Or even if I accept that's true, yes, OK, that's true. Now I've accepted that. Can we part that? Now let's talk about again about the thing that's relevant now. Yeah, well, so I was thinking, yeah, to respond to that is saying, you know, what relevance does that have to this conversation yeah, you're, about you're switch, Trump? Yeah, like, you're trying to switch it instead of respond. Well, I just think like you've got to ask maybe, and then maybe I'm just trying to like think like how do we actually? This is a different conversation, but how do you actually like sort of? change that person's mind I, I, the trouble is like no one seems to be their best selves in this situation either so I, I kind of look and then someone's like posted up a, a picture of a wicker man burning saying a traditional British welcome awaits him and then the next comment is typical lefty hate sounding more like a terrorist every minute your mayor would be proud scumbags and it's like okay yeah. <laughs> like it's like there's there's plenty of fodder to kind of like react against but but i think i think that's why one of the reasons why i i'm gonna you know when i tweeted back to donald trump one yeah. of the reasons why i was really really polite and respectful was because i think it's really really important to be polite and respectful when you're saying something to somebody with whom you fundamentally disagree and who you do think, I know, I have a very low opinion of the man. If I hadn't been polite, the conversation on my Twitter feed would have been completely different to the one that it was. And I mm. actually got very little abuse, relatively speaking, considering <laughs> what I did. And I, do you know what I mean? It's like, if you're going to be... Um, it's when people sound like they're going that they're in the playground. Then, then we all resort to behaving like we're in the playground. If you go, yeah, but but Jeremy Corbyn's a terrorist, and and it makes all of us just go because that's what it's. Well, it's responding emotionally, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's kind of like obviously we feel like I'm furious about all of this, but like, <sighs> yeah, yeah, and it's just it's just too easy to just say stuff when you're emotional and then everything just escalates and gets out, out of control <laughs> well no, I, we have this uh, thing in my family where my brother sister and i were taught 
how to behave in a uh, um like a, a social environment, you know, let's say there's a party, you know, the the Mayich children can work a room. None of us particularly like it. <laughs> so we have this almost ritual, especially me and my sister, where before we've got to go somewhere we don't want to go, we have a real bitching session. And then she's okay. going to say this, and I don't want to eat that, and then I'm going to have to wear this. And we have a real, like, now we're going to be completely yeah. children. And then we turn up a thing, hello, how are you? Oh, wow, that's lo-. And then you can be your polite self. I'm not saying that you... You shouldn't get angry about these things but the comment section on youtube is not the place you turn to your person next to you you go down the shops you're on a bus talk to a stranger and just go do you know what i just saw and then go oh interesting you should say that about obama and the wall uh, i didn't know that thank you for sharing anyway <laughs> back well, to trump or whatever I, I did google that and i couldn't find anything by the way like well, i was like well what, maybe what, it was I, on breitbart maybe, probably i did see in the car oh, what was it yesterday yes yeah, so i watched this hugh fernley whittingstall thing then i went to his twitter feed and there were some comments and obviously the second comment was people should just have more self-control if they don't want to get fat <laughs> they shouldn't eat as much sugar was the first one of the yeah. first, first things and then somebody had said well you know not everybody's in that position da, da, da. and then he replied with a link to breitbart and I was like, okay, hello. Okay, bye. <laughs> I'm, leaving. I'm leaving Twitter. But Lydia, Lydia and I, were, my sister and I were talking about this in the week. We were talking about in the context of all of us have a bit of privilege that we're not aware of. Yes. You know, this, and so being aware of your privilege is actually quite an important thing. I mean, guilty feminists go on about privilege a lot and I'm a bit like, privilege. But... It's true. It's like I happened across a quote from Martin Luther King this week. It was a little video of him talking about the fact that they they um, abolished slavery but didn't give the people anything. So to get tell them to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and sort their shit out mm. when they haven't got any boots. And they've is stolen just, everything. Everything from them. You know, ripped you out of your continent, made you work as a slave for 200 years, and then go, all right, you're free now. Off your trot. What do you yeah. mean you've got no house? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> sort yourself out. Work harder. This is America. Everybody can succeed. You know, yeah. it's just a bit... It's it's this sort of attacking people who like I think you were uh, talking about this in in a different context, but it's the same thing. It's like kindness is something that you bestow if you're in a more powerful or privileged position. Really, it's yeah. the moment of not being cruel. Yeah, I don't know how this is relevant to democracy, other than you know if we're all a bit kinder, there might be a bit less cruel things like rape clauses in. So you can have two. In you what? can have a third child on your tax Effect. credits if you can prove that the third one is a, is oh a result God. of non-consensual conception. What is and that's oh my God, you people! <laughs> can you imagine? Like, can you imagine writing a piece of software like that? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. What it's kind of bugs up. are you asking for with that? Like, oh my God. <laughs> I was going to say, like, an ironic th- thing about 
you know, I brought up that there's this long lack of long termism, but also we've complained about the lack of kind of agility and kind of ability yeah. to try oh, things yeah, out and true. change things. <laughs> so it's like, well, well, you know, which do you want? Um, it's it's both too both. slow and too short termist. So I mean, is it just impossible? Like, is, is it just too hard? Do we need to defer to a higher intelligence? I mean. Well, well, yes, maybe we do. Uh, It's time to bring back Jesus. Uh, It's time to bring the the AIs in. So there might be some interesting experiments. I I never read about how it went (laughs) or how it's going, but that sort of democracy OS idea where everybody's involved in every decision... (laughs) But I don't I don't, but that's not democracy, is it? That's just and I and I I did think like okay, let people vote on more stuff, make it less of a rare thing, make my kind of like voice a bit of a it's not just once every five years or you know year or whatever in smaller things, make it about like involvement in smaller decisions. But that I mean, and then I've said like then one problem with that then is that are people well informed is the media doing its job but the other thing is that that's not what democracy is is it democracy no. isn't about giving every little decision to the populace democracy is about electing a representative who knows better than you hopefully yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's also true. understands you and empathizes with you so oh it's so difficult my latest futuristic idea for all this is that we do a lot more simulations and we try and kind of because if you can simulate a policy or if you can simulate like the long-term effects of something and speed it up, then I think you could learn a lot. And I don't know if there's any of that happening in government, but like you've got game theory, you've got ways of sort of like running it and just seeing what happens. And I, I'd, I'd like to see a bit more of that mentality coming in and that used, the, that used for persuasion as well, because it's it could get people a little bit out of that sort of, you know, the, the kind of this is our what do you call it scale of perception or like this is what this is the sorts of things that we're biased towards noticing if we can kind of study things in new ways and but i just think you never hear people using sort of any more sophisticated tools than well this is my this is what i think well i think this government uses a lot of data and they're trying to use data more cleverly so, you know, you're starting to see projects around predictive analytics. There's also there's all these problems around sharing data. Oh, it's very difficult. So simulations are difficult, I think, because of the... I'm not saying... I don't know. I don't know enough about simulations and what it could tell you. Um, but isn't that kind of... You know, again, going back to children, (laughs) watching small children play, one of the reasons it has to be supervised by adults is because they don't know all the things that can go wrong. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They don't know that they can smack their heads on things and if they jump up and down on the bed, the bed could break or whatever. So um, because they can't play it, they've not got enough experience to play out enough scenarios. I just think everyone should play more chess. Uh, This comes back to... I think you can learn a lot from... I I think, like... I find games, like computer games and other kinds of games, like an underestimated source of kind of wisdom. You can learn a lot from a game. You can learn about the sort of stupendous distances of space. And then there are games about sort of democracy where you can actually play out different scenarios with, you know, either kind of 
you know other humans or like computer characters and just like try out like let's try this sort of campaign let's try this sort of thing let's like see what comes together and and something i thought i don't know if this is something we will ever do but i thought like says that there's two games that i've thought of as we've been talking one was that um that sort of web-based game where it shows the effects of the media and and the sorts of things that work in the media. I don't know if you ever clicked on that, but that that really kind of helps you internalise why things are kind of like that. But another one, we were talking about empathy in... um, you know, in government last week in kindness, there's a game called Papers, Please, where basically the, the the aim of the game is you just, people want to come into the country and you stamp them or you don't. And it just implicitly, you kind of start out wanting to kind of be kind to everyone. And then as time goes on, because the pressure's on you and the way you're being measured and your family's needs and things like that, the sort of corruption just naturally comes in just from the nature of the situation. And I, I thought it might be interesting at some point to maybe just kind of play through, like do a little live stream and just play that through and sort of discuss what we're kind of learning from it. Because <laughs> I think there's a lot of interesting stuff happening in these in these games. Um, but yeah, that's just something I was thinking about. That That's why playing is so... Just, I know... Well, that's what children are doing. That's what children simulating do all the time. Reality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're playing things and then they're, you know, they're, that's solving problems, la, 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 and that's what they do. And that's why playing is so important for small yeah. children. And then we um, stop and then we have to go on, like, organised business things where everyone has to like play again and like like, but play you know we should continue like playing out this simulation we should maybe we should instead of calling it playing we should call it simulating and kind of try and actually devote a lot more time to doing that and like spotting what are the good simulations that everyone should have tried i.e which games should you have play isn't it's not just watching a film now it's like you can really internalize a mechanic a problematic mechanic like kind of an immigration policy by just kind of being that immigration officer and seeing what the pressures are just by having it happen to you. Well, everybody, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you want to, if you like it, you can find us. We've got a website, grandpodcast.com. Uh, we're on Twitter, Podcast Grand. We're on the Facebook. And we're on, you know, if you can drop us some reviews and stuff on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever the heck all these podcasts are. YouTube now is, is up. Yeah, YouTube's up. Got all the episodes are up on YouTube now um, with nice thumbnails. It's quite looks quite nice. I'd recommend visiting. Um <laughs> Where can we find you, Ivanka? You can find me at Ivanka on Twitter. Um, okay, cool. And you can find me. I'm a narcissistic uh, person who wasn't given enough sort of like attention as a child, so I'm a musician. So that's why my website is michaelforestmusic.com. And I would love it if you would come and just, you know, have a listen to something, have a play of a video. I've got lots of projects. Um, is there anything? Is there, uh, the votes are still open, aren't they? Oh, yeah, the votes are still open. BritishPodcastAwards.com forward slash vote. Come and vote for us. Search for Ivanka. You'll find us. Give us your vote and help us reach more people. Using your democratic powers of voting. <laughs> Using your... We know you love voting. Everyone loves voting. I Everyone. think I agree with one of these two arbitrary choices. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yes, thanks very much for listening and hopefully see you next time thank you bye 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 bye, bye. bye.